Fatherhood is fascinating. One day you're dad of the year, and the next day is, well, the next day. Welcome to Positively Dad, a podcast designed to help dads embrace the journey. Thanks for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host, and I'm a dad. And I'm so thankful that you've decided to spend your time with us here today uh, on our podcast. You know, I started Positively Dad earlier this year as just a resource to help dads. When, when my wife and I became parents seven years ago, you know, I went out to look for resources to become a great dad, and, and I just didn't see many out there, right? For dads, there just isn't a lot of stuff. For moms, stuff everywhere. For dads, not so much. And, and so, you know, with the goal of being an amazing dad, I said, let's start a podcast and start talking about it. And I just want to thank you for making this journey so much fun. We've had over a thousand downloads of the podcast in the very short time that we've been out. So I want to thank you for listening. Uh, we've got people following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. And I thank you for doing that, too. If you aren't, we're really easy to find. It's Positively Dad. Just search for us and you'll find us on those three. And my goal is just to talk about things that dads may not normally talk about, to open our eyes to things that might help us become better parents or better partners or help raise children that we're really proud of. And at the end of the day, that's what we would like to do is raise kids who we're proud of, that when we release them into society, that we can look back and go, yep, we did a good job. So today we're going to talk about something that I don't know that you've talked about a lot, and we're just going to talk about gratitude and how important that is. And, and my guess is you would love to raise children who are grateful, who are excited about the opportunities they have, who have, who, who have gratitude about uh, you know, the things that they experience and what they get to do and what their life is like. And the thing is, though, it's not that easy. I mean, we really live in a society that it's easier to complain than it is to be grateful. It's easier to find everything that's wrong than it is to find everything that's right. And there was a study many, many years ago that looked at just kind of words in the English language. And what we learned was there are twice as many words that describe negative emotion as describe positive emotion. In other words, there's more ways to complain and be negative than there are to be positive, and that's why it's easier. And then if you think about it for your kids, I mean, truly think about this. As your kids have been growing up, or even when you were a little kid, what was one of the first words that you likely heard? And it was no. No, don't touch that, don't do that, put that down. No, 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 that's a negative word. And that was, that's, you know, the, one of the first words we hear growing up. And then think about it when you're in school. You know, when you're in school, does your teacher give you your test back and they put little check marks or smiley faces next to all the things you got right? Or do they put red X's next to everything you got wrong? I mean, it, it, what's interesting is um, that, that we have been conditioned to look for everything that's wrong in our life. Zig Ziglar used to say, we were born to win, we've been conditioned to lose. So today we're going to look at that conditioning and talk a little bit about how we can instead, you know, focus on what's working and give gratitude for what we have, express gratitude to others, and, and live a life that, is, that we're grateful for living. And so today we're going to talk to a researcher that did the research on gratitude, right? He went and looked and goes, what happens when we are grateful? What happens to us? 
And what happens to the people to whom we express gratitude, right? When we, the, the, the study went and looked at notes and, they, and people wrote thank you letters to others. And, and, and they went and, and researched and looked at how do you feel when you write the letter and how does somebody else feel when they write a letter. And, and then after we talk with our expert, I'll come back on and we'll talk a little bit about how we can apply this to the lives of our children and help raise kids who are grateful. Our guest today is Dr. Amit Kumar from the University of Texas, and Dr. Kumar did the research on it, like I said, and I'm really excited to have him on for you to kind of hear what they've learned about the science behind gratitude, and then we'll talk a little bit about how to apply it in our lives. Dr. Kumar, thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Happy to be here. I found your research on gratitude, and and you know, in the society we're in right now, uh, gosh, we could use more gratitude. And what I appreciated about your study was that basically what you guys found was this, that that those of us giving gratitude underestimate its impact, right? That's right. Yep. Um, so uh, one thing that, that, that researchers have known for a long time uh, in line with what you suggested is that gratitude actually improves well-being. Um, so uh, society probably could use a little bit more of it. The question that we were interested in is, is sort of why people don't express gratitude uh, more often. And what did you find out? Um, so uh, what we did is we had participants uh, in, in our studies write gratitude letters to another person, somebody who had impacted them uh, in some meaningful way. We then had those participants make predictions uh, about how their recipient would feel as a result of this letter that they had written. We subsequently followed up with those recipients to measure how they actually felt. So what we were interested in was these uh, comparisons between people's uh, sort of guesses about how a recipient re would respond and how they really responded. Um, so in particular, what we did is we asked letter writers to predict uh, how surprised, how happy, uh, and how awkward recipients would feel. Then when recipients told us how they really felt, we compared those responses to, uh, to expectations. And what we found is that senders significantly underestimated uh, how surprised recipients would be about why they were grateful. They overestimated how awkward recipients would feel, uh, and they underestimated how positive recipients would feel. Um, so this suggests that people seem to be a bit uh, sort of miscalibrated uh, in terms of just how positive the value of, uh, of expressing gratitude is for recipients. Do you, did you, were you able to kind of come to a conclusion as to why we're underestimating that? Like, is it, uh, what would, I guess, what did that tell you? Uh, so, so one reason that we have some evidence for uh, has to do with what people are sort of concerned about when they're, uh, when they're writing these gratitude letters, when they're expressing their thanks to somebody else. Uh, one, th one thing that goes through people's minds is they're concerned about uh, sort of getting the words just right. They want to they be articulate. They want to have a well-written letter, things like that. Uh, it turns out that they underestimate um, those qualities uh, quite a bit as well. Recipients tend to, to think these letters are, are better written than uh, the sender's guess they'll, uh, they'll be perceived as. Um, but more than that, recipients tend to care more about sort of the act itself, the, the warmth surrounding the action, um, the sincerity of the letter, uh, sort of its pro-social intent. It's the fact that you're doing it in the first place that matters, as opposed to what you're thinking about when you're considering doing it, which is 
how exactly you're going to go about doing it. Um, so doing it in the first place kind of matters more than the specific details of uh, how you go about doing it. So in other words, it's the act of expressing gratitude that makes the recipient feel so good and, and excited and smile and happy and way less about what you say. Uh, yeah, as long as the so I, one thing I'll note is that in all of these cases, the 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 letters that people are writing, they were expressing a sort of genuine grateful feeling. So it was, it was something that they actually felt uh, grateful for. Uh, I suppose if a a note was sort of um, more pro forma or seemed impersonal, um, basically to the extent that cues to warmth uh, are lacking. Uh, I might not expect the same pattern of misprediction uh, that we found here. Well, so, I mean, the people are expressing gratitude for something specific. Here's something you did that I appreciated or something you said that I appreciated or a way you impacted me that I'm so grateful for. And that type of specific gratitude made someone feel good, where if we just said, hey, I just wanted to send you a note to say thanks, that would be that could be felt differently. Uh, yeah, well, so we don't know what it, what would happen if people just kind of wrote these uh, these kind of short uh, short thank you notes. Um, what we did though is is we did have people write these more meaningful notes that you've described, where they're sort of concrete details. They're potentially more important, more meaningful than just a simple uh, thank you. One thing I'd add though is that even these gratitude letters that uh, participants in our experiments wrote. Um, they seem to write them at sort of little or no cost. People are able to compose uh, uh, quite thoughtful messages in, in just a matter of minutes. So what were the biggest things, I guess, what surprised you in this particular study? Uh, I suppose one of the, the biggest surprises is just how robust this effect is. So we keep finding sort of the same pattern over and over again. I actually do this as an exercise in in, in the classes I teach uh, at, at UT Austin, um, you can kind of bank on these effects happening of people uh, mispredicting uh, the impact that they're going to have on another person. Um, what's also been interesting as we've sort of been continuing our research is that this appears to be kind of broadly true of uh, what we call pro-social actions more generally, so other-oriented uh, actions. Um, Basically, there's lots of opportunities to be kind towards other people in our lives. Um, undervaluing the sort of prosociality might keep people from engaging in behavior that would, would actually maximize uh, the well-being of another person and uh, their own well-being as well. So one thing that I should add that we haven't talked about uh, yet is that the people writing these, uh, these gratitude letters uh, felt significantly happier uh, as well. Yeah, that's the next place to go, right? So when you express gratitude to somebody, you feel it too, right? That's right. Uh, so we've we've measured that in a bunch of different ways. So sometimes we'll get a baseline measurement of how people feel beforehand, measure how they feel afterwards. Uh, other times we'll have them respond to items about sort of how they feel compared to how they normally feel. People who are writing these letters uh, uh, report feeling significantly uh, more positive as well. Yeah, so that, uh, well, it's kind of one of those things of what, look, whatever kind of energy or motion you send out is probably what is coming back to you. It's what you're feeling as well. So, and I know we've been very academic and that's what you do, right? You you study things, you're a scientist, you're a researcher. Um, and, and I just wanted to ask you though some other questions about this that just, I'm just curious on your thoughts, right? As to why do you think this is, you know, why is it that you think it's so 
difficult for us to express gratitude right now. And yet the, you know, when you do, you just feel so much better. Uh, I think it goes back to these sort of long-standing, there, there's sort of some underlying basic psychology here. Uh, so I don't know that I'd make the claim that uh, right now is any different from, from a, a, a some time in the past. That's sure. not necessarily what we looked at. But right. um, but I would, uh, sort of the underlying, uh, what happens in the mind is, is kind of this asymmetry or this difference between uh, how we evaluate ourselves and how we evaluate other people. Um, so when we're thinking about ourselves, we tend to think about ourselves uh, when we're kind of actors or agents, we think about ourselves in competence-related terms, um, uh, how well we're able to do something, our abilities in the context of expressing gratitude, uh, as we talked about. It's these things like, how well am I expressing my gratitude? Am I uh, getting the words just right to, to, to indicate how I really feel? Um, but when we evaluate other people, when we're um, targets or observers, we tend to evaluate others primarily on the basis of warmth rather than on the basis of competence. So we think about um, how people treat other people, how friendly they are, how kind they are. Uh, that's what goes into our determinations of other people. And that uh, disconnect between how we evaluate ourselves and how others evaluate us uh, can lead to some of these uh, these issues that we've been discussing. Interesting. How, what have you found about relationships and how it, you know, does it how it helps relationships or or strengthens relationships when we choose to express gratitude to someone? Uh, well, so the part of the reason that gratitude makes us happy is because it's a it's a relational emotion. So one thing that that scientists have known for a long time is that. Uh, positive social relationships are sort of integral to to human happiness. That's what makes us happy. Uh, people ask sort of what the secret to happiness is. It turns out that it's not really a secret at all. It might be exactly what you'd guess, uh, sort of our relations with other people, how socially connected we feel to others. Um, what's a bit of a, a puzzle is why people don't pursue uh, those social relationships uh, as much as maybe they ought to. Uh, and so that's what we were looking at uh, here. So to the extent that expressing gratitude makes you feel more connected to the person that you're expressing it to, uh, that's that's likely going to make you uh, and the other person feel better. Well, what haven't we talked about with gratitude that you know from your research and looking at it that would just be really, really important for our listeners to understand? Uh, I guess one thing I'd add is that uh, sort of researchers have known for a long time that people are just more likely to do something uh, if it's if it's top of mind, if there's a clear way to get it done. Um, that's not what we examined in, in, in the particular set of experiments uh, that I was just talking about. But I think one thing that I'd recommend uh, to your listeners is that something just along the lines of having uh, cards on hand, that could be one way to encourage more of this behavior. Uh, that's certainly something I've done in my in my own personal life. If I see uh, a bunch of uh, cards sitting on my desk, I'm just more likely to actually sit down uh, and write a gratitude letter to another person. Um, the, the basic advice here is really just to just do it. Uh, I mean, saying something irrespective of precisely what words you happen to choose uh, is is meaningful. Yeah, it's about having a system, right, to express gratitude to somebody, to say thank you. Uh, you know, it could be so many notes a day. It could be carrying notes with you in your bag and you're out 
um, you know, traveling or something and, and you deal with an amazing flight attendant, you might write a, a note or something like that. Um, yeah, it's about having a system. And, and even if you have a system, it's not, it's still authentic. You know, if your goal is, Hey, I'm going to do five notes a day. That's still authentic. You, you chose the five people to express very specific gratitude to. And then, you know, in return, you'll, you probably become a person who's more grateful. Yeah, I think if you, if you make things easier for yourself, you're you're more likely to do them. And there's uh, tons of opportunities in our in our everyday lives uh, where somebody did something nice for us, and we can uh, reflect on that uh, and appropriately sort of appreciate them for for what they've done. Let me ask you a question, and that is, it, what if you know things in your life are really rough right now? Things kind of stink, and it's just hard to even see gratitude in something. What? What tip, I guess, or strategy might you give to somebody that's struggling to help them start to see, you know, just some gratitude in their world? Uh, that's a tough question to answer. So in in, uh, in all of our studies, uh, people were pretty uh, sort of readily came up with examples of things they were grateful for. Uh, they didn't seem to have too much trouble uh, doing that. That's our participants. Participants, of course, uh, there may be some people uh, that do have trouble. Um, I guess one thing that uh, that we found in in other research is that people are often more grateful for uh, experiences they've had in their lives than for for things like material uh, possessions. Um, so one thing that that you might try to think about is um, experiences that you've had with other people. I think to the extent that you're reflecting on uh, connections with others, uh, that's probably going to make it easier for you to think of things that you're grateful for. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, all right, to wrap up, what is it you want these dads, the takeaway message for these dads who are listening, uh, you know, for them about being, you know, being grateful and, and showing thanks and giving gratitude? Uh I guess what I'd say is that saying thanks can can improve one's own happiness and it can improve the well-being of another person as well. In fact, much more than we tend to anticipate. Uh, so that sounds to me like the sort of thing uh, that we should be doing more often. So I'd, I'd take advantage of these opportunities uh, to express gratitude more often in, in, in your daily life. Yeah, because not only is it making someone else feel better, um, it's making you feel better as well. And so the, it's a it's a win-win, right? The payoff is for everybody. Yep, that's precisely right. Awesome. Dr. Kumar, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us on Positively Dad. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Great stuff from Dr. Kumar on gratitude, how it makes us feel, what it does for us, and why it's so important. So I promised you that we would go and look at you know, how do we apply gratitude, teach it, live a, a grateful life, and, and raise children who are grateful? So I found some research from the University of North Carolina where they talked about gratitude in kids. And they mentioned a study that's uh, an older study. It's from the mid-70s where um, the children who were going out trick-or-treating were recorded and to look and see, do they say thank you when they receive candy? And older children were much more likely to say thank you when they got candy than younger children. And, and so the University of North Carolina broke down gratitude, though, into more than just saying thank you. And here's how they looked at it. They said, really, gratitude comes down to four parts, right? What we notice in our lives, how we think about why we've been given those things, how we feel about the things we've been given, 
and what we do to express appreciation or gratitude. Here's what they found. Children are much more likely to express gratitude by saying thank you. In other words, they will do things of gratitude, right? They'll say thank you and that's doing. And that's really easy. We can teach kids to say thank you. And we do this all the time. Someone gives your child a compliment and and if they don't say thank you, you remind them to say thank you. What the research went on to say though is how are we helping them notice what they can be grateful for? How are we helping teach them um, how to think about what they, why they've been given those things? And what are we doing to look at how they feel about receiving those things? Here's some things to, to think about, I guess, or some questions that you can ask to help them with gratitude. And again, the do part, they say, we've got down. We say thank you for things. So what questions can you ask to help them notice things to be grateful for, think about gratitude, and feel grateful? So here's what the University of North Carolina said about noticing. Here's a question that you can ask your kids. What have you been given or what do you already have in your life for which you are grateful? And they say that question can help them notice some things that they're grateful for. Here's another notice question. Are there gifts behind the material gifts for which you are grateful? Like someone thinking about you or caring about you enough to give you the gift. So that's the notice, right? Now, and that, you know, so they can look around and find things to be grateful for. Here's another one, though. This is for thinking about gratitude. So let's say they've been given a gift or a compliment, and you could ask them, as the parent, you can ask them these questions. Why do you think you received this gift? Do you think you owe the giver something in return? Do you think you earned the gift because of something you did yourself? Do you think the gift was something the giver had to give you? And they say, if you answered no to these questions, then you may be more likely to be grateful. Here's another one about how you feel. And they say the questions here are going to help your child connect their positive feeling to a gift they receive, just to gratitude, right? So here we go. Does it make you feel happy to get this gift? What does that feel like inside? What about the gift makes you feel happy? So again, if if we got the do part down, saying thank you, that's a do. Are we noticing gratitude? Are we thinking about gratitude? Are we feeling gratitude inside? And I think we've given you some questions today that might help you with that down the road. And to help you out, I'm going to post the link to this article about the University of North Carolina study that includes all the questions I just gave you. I will post that on our Twitter feed, at Positively Dad. So if you're interested, you can go read it. You'll have the questions in front of you, and maybe that'll even help you ask your kids some of these questions as you think about their kind of level of gratitude. And so we'll wrap up the way we wrap up every episode of Positively Dad, and that's when we hear from my daughter, Naomi. She's a seven-year-old, getting ready to go into the second grade, and she's going to talk a little bit about how kids can express gratitude. Now, here's how it works. This isn't scripted. I just tell her what the podcast is about, and she picks the topic. So what she tells you is what's going on in her head, right? So you're going to get her real thoughts about gratitude. So here she is. Here's Naomi with the Kids' Corner. What are the kids thinking? Time to find out in the Kids' Corner with your host, Naomi. Hello, my name is Naomi Shaw, and today we are going to talk about gratitude. So I am grateful for my parents letting me do lots of fun things and most of all love for everybody. Guys, I want you to know whatever you know, 
I know that you love your parents with all your heart because everybody has to love their parents. You should tell them that you love them. That's it for Mommy's Corner. Have a great day. Bye. Great lessons on gratitude. I love it. She loves her parents. It's nice to hear it. And uh, just, you know, nice to hear what a seven-year-old thinks about being thankful. I trust this episode added some value to you, that it was something that you could learn about. There's a lot in there about just the importance of being thankful and grateful. And we talked a little bit about how easy it is to not be, right? That we're, there's, there's more words that are negative than positive. We're conditioned, you know, over our life to look at what's wrong instead of what's right. And yet the truth is, when we are grateful, then then that makes us feel better. And the person who we're expressing gratitude uh, to, when we teach our kids to be grateful, the same thing will happen. And then we gave you some tips and things to think about, questions you can ask to help raise awareness to your children about gratitude as well. Hey, we have gratitude to you. Gratitude to you for listening to Positively Dad every week. And for following us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter at Positively Dad. And I value your feedback at uh, james at PositivelyDad.com. Just reach out to me. Let me know what you think. And then I want to remind you that, that every week on Thursday now, we're releasing a Dad Talk episode. This is where I talk to a dad, just a regular dad, about what life is like and what things he's proud of and what he's learning and what he wishes he knew. And so I encourage you on Thursdays to check out whatever podcast platform you're using to find the dad talk episode and then we'll do these types of episodes every monday hey we truly appreciate you thanks for listening to positively dad and we'll talk to you next time bye bye